so Whoa, 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 whoa uh, Clear out the room, I'm coming through They wanna see what I'm about Yeah, I got skills, do it for the thrill I'm on a paper route Extra, extra, read about it I'm today's trying to tap it What's going on, Dolo Club, and welcome to another episode of Kicking It Dolo, a sports podcast where we talk about football and basketball, past, present, and future, top five, top ten, stats, and more. So without further ado, let's get right into it. So how y'all like that little the little name I got for the fans, man? I'm going to go ahead and call y'all the Dolo Club, man. Everybody got gained this and nation this and whatever, you know what I'm saying? But my fans, we a club. We, You know what I'm saying? We together. So I'm going to go ahead and start calling y'all the Dolo Club, but y'all let me know how y'all feel about that. But we're going to go ahead and start the episode off, episode eight, man. Just occurred things of what's going on, a couple NFL topics, you know, that I'm going to discuss with y'all. Then we're going to go ahead and move into the NBA stuff. So, you know, a brief video was shown last week, basically, of Ryan Tannehill, basically giving Malik Willis some advice, even though he, you know, everybody said, and even I interpreted it this way, that, you know, he wasn't really going to show Malik too much. I mean, now I wasn't. I wouldn't say it was a terrible thing, but at the same time, I figured, you know, as time went on, you know, Tannehill probably might, you know, try and get those statements, you know, try to clear up those statements or try and really like not necessarily backtrack because who knows his full intent of what he said. But at the same time, you know, it was just a little drill they was doing. Tannehill went first, you know, they were throwing through some dummies and stuff like that. But, you know, Tannehill was just basically like giving him some little game. And it was really cool to see that, man. Now, eventually we're going to see, you know, with the weapons that Tennessee has and also what type of team they, you know, put around Tannehill and how they're going to act and not necessarily act, but how they're going to, you know, perform this season and see how they're going to do. Now, another question I have for y'all, man. Do y'all think Baker will play for Cleveland this season? Um, Deshaun Watson, we really don't know what's going to happen with him and his little situation. I don't really like to too much get into the into the situation. I like to stay on the football topic of it. But, you know, it's a, it's a possibility, real possibility that, you know, Deshaun, he could basically be missing part of the season. And, you know, with the type of quarterbacks that Cleveland has on the roster, you know, do they? Do you see them keeping Baker basically and like you know until Deshaun comes back? But is Bill is Baker really even willing to play at the same time? You know because if they went and got Deshaun Watson, gave him you know basically a fully guaranteed contract, two hundred thirty million over the course of five years. You know Baker still has like a nineteen million dollar, nineteen million dollar salary for this upcoming season. A lot of teams have no teams have traded for him so far, but I do see him in another uniform, if not by the trade deadline, then basically next season I can see Baker Mayfield definitely playing for another team. So y'all let me know how y'all feel about that. And um, all right, so next topic we're gonna get into is the NFL talking about getting rid of the Pro Bowl. Now, when I was younger, the Pro Bowl was fun, you know, some players that didn't get to make it to the didn't get make it to the Super Bowl, you know. Basically, you get to see them play against each other and stuff like that in the game and determine who's the best conference out of the AFC and the NFC. So, you know, I haven't been watching it the last couple of years, maybe the last three, four years. But, you know, a lot of people basically been saying, you know, it's not like how it used to be. They used to actually play back in the day when I was younger. And um, it's, they really, they're really saying it's like touch football, you know, basically everybody's scoring. Nobody's really trying to stop anybody and stuff like that. But, um. If they're not going to really play for real, I can understand, you know, players not wanting to get injured and stuff like that, being that, you know, the offseason is right around the corner and some players, you know, it might be a contract year for a player. And, you know, basically he just want to go get his bag. So 
I wouldn't really too much be upset with that. I would not be upset with that at all, given the fact that a lot of teams, you know, want healthy players, basically, you know, especially if they want to give them a big contract. They don't want you to go out and get hurt doing something, especially, you know, not in the real NFL game. Be it like maybe like what the Pro Bowl or, you know, just like regular activities that you might do with your family and stuff like that. But, yeah. So another thing we're going to get into, man, Kaepernick. Do y'all think Kaepernick is going to end up coming back into the league? Um, a couple teams have worked them out. I think it's been Seattle and Las Vegas so far. Um, I don't really see – I'm gonna I'm gonna say this, and it might be a little controversial or whatever, but I don't really. I mean, working them out is cool, but like I don't think they need to announce it every time they try and work them out. You know what I'm saying? If you're not gonna sign them, I don't even think you really should too much say anything about it. Like, I'm not gonna say it's like it basically like be like a publicity stunt or nothing like that. But at the same time, like I understand he's a polarizing man, polarizing figure. You know, and he was great in the NFL when he was in the NFL. His for his seasons that he started, you know, for San Francisco. But at the same time, like, if you're going to work the man out, work the man out, cool. You know what I'm saying? But if you're not going to sign him, there's no need to keep announcing this, keep announcing that. Now, I don't know who's, you know, putting the information out there that, you know, he's working out for these different teams. And, you know, I do hope he, eventually he gets to, you know, at least come back in, in the NFL and be on the team to some capacity, whether it be a starting role, backup role, you know. Things of that nature. So I really, I really just, mm, I don't really too much want to hear about it. You know what I'm saying? If they're not really just going to sign the man, in my opinion. That's just how I feel. So, all right, another thing we're going to get into. The Browns just, you know, extended their tight end, David Njaku. I hope I'm saying that right, Njaku. Four years, $56.75 million with a $23.8 million guaranteed. Now that's a good that's a good little you know that's a good little contract you know Darren Waller's coming up we're gonna see what type of contract he gets I think he should get something you know a little north of that maybe he might get like five years sixty mil probably with like 30, 32 guarantee thirty two mil guarantee I can see that happening but you know that just I we already know who the top two you know tight ends in football are George Kittle and Travis Kelsey you know. So, you know, I already know that they have the bigger contracts. You know, George Kittle has a five-year, $75 million contract. And Travis Kelsey has a four-year, $57 million contract. So, it's really cool to see the Browns, you know, bringing back in Jaku. I, I guess he's going to be a big piece of what they're trying to do this season. Also having Amari Cooper, you know, giving Deshaun some weapons. Well, ultimately, who knows, it may actually, you know, be also giving Baker Mayfield some weapons, too. Who knows, he might, you know, still be on the roster by the time the season, you know, begins. So, all right, man, we're going to go ahead and move into the NBA talk. So, the Warriors go ahead and advance to the NBA Finals, you know, basically 120-110 victory against the Dallas Mavericks, winning the Series 4-1. Um, 32 points from Klay Thompson. He had eight threes, eight out of 12 attempts. Steph wins the first ever Magic Johnson Western Conference Finals MVP award. So how y'all feel about the new Western Conference Finals awards, man? I mean, I, I I think it's pretty cool. You know, you know, recognizing the player that played the best throughout the West, throughout the you know Western Conference, a step down, you know, basically from the NBA Finals MVP. You know that everybody you know kind of wants to win when they make it to the finals, especially your star players and stuff like that. But the Warriors, you know, they was just too much for the Mavericks at the end of the day. 
we kind of everybody kind of had a feeling once they went up what 2030 that you know it wasn't going to get the series wasn't going to go too much longer Davers, Matt, the Dallas Mavericks did manage to end up winning the game, but at the same time, it was just too much firepower, man. Basically from the Celtics, I mean not from the Celtics, but basically from the um from the uh, Warriors. So all right, Game Six, Jimmy Butler goes off for forty-seven points to force a Game Six. Basically, with the Heat winning one eleven to one hundred three, twenty-two points from Derek White and thirty points from Jason Tatum. Now, Game Seven that happened last night was basically. It was what you would want from a game seven as a, from a fan's perspective. Now, it was a very close game. The Celtics did jump out to, you know, a huge lead at the end of the first quarter. But, you know, the Heat battled back and, you know, came back and tried to, you know, make, they did make it the game a couple times. But ultimately, you know, the Celtics end up pulling out the victory. Now, everybody's talking about that match, Struce 3, you know, that they took back. Did he step, on the, step out of bounds? I mean, it's really close to tell because it's like the back of his heel doesn't doesn't but it's like does the middle of his foot it's like it's a close call it's a close call for sure but yeah man 24 points from jason tate no 26 for jason tatum 24 from brown and smart 35 for jimmy butler 25 for bam and everybody's also talking about that three that you know jimmy butler took a transition with about 17 seconds left 16 seconds left was it a good shot was that his shot is that his game you know my thing is it's just you that's your star player taking the shot basically you know possible with a possibility of, you know taking the lead i'm not a hooper you know what i'm saying i'm not you know no world-class athlete or anything like that but i probably would have took that shot too i'm not even gonna lie to you i probably would have took that shot now could he have probably got a, a better shot especially with al horford backpedaling of course probably but at the same time you're going for the kill shot you want to you know you got to be if he make it then he's a hero like Basically, like, it was a great shot, and, you know, the Celtics should have, you know, double-teamed him and got the ball out of his hands and stuff like that. So I could basically see it going either way, man. But he ended up missing the shot. Celtics came down, hit their free throws, man, you know, to solidify the trip to the NBA Finals. Jason Taylor wins the first-ever Larry Bird Eastern Conference Final MVP trophy. So now we got the Warriors and the Celtics, man. NBA Finals starting on Thursday. Basically, Tatum Brown is smart versus Clay Draymond, and Steph. I really think them three, the big threes of both teams really going to cancel each other out. I really think it's going to come down to the others. Basically, you know, who off the bench is going to do their thing now? You know, we already know the Warriors got Jordan Poole, and we already know that also, you know, they could throw Kaminga out there and Moses Moody. You know, he's been doing his thing every now and again. So who off the Celtics bench is going to step up? Is it going to be – Grant Ring is probably going to be in the start lineup you know, some games. So I don't really look at him as a bench player. You know, is Payne Pritchard going to step up? Also, you know, Derek White. You know, we got to see who off the Celtics bench, you know, is going to step up and try and match Jordan Poole's intensity coming off the bench. Now, that's yet to be determined. Now, we're not going to make any predictions or anything. You know, I'm going to wait till at least we see the first game and, you know, make my predictions. A lot of people are saying it's the Warriors' time, but, you know, the Celtics fans, being that they made it back and finally broke through with Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, you know, on the team, also with Marcus Smart, they definitely think that the Celtics can win it all this season. So we're going to sit back, relax, and enjoy, and we're going to, you know, just pray for some good games. But y'all let me know how y'all feel about the topics that I went over in, in today's episode. I really appreciate it. You know, yesterday marked the, you know, two-month anniversary of Kicking It Dolo, you know, podcast. And we are over. 
300 plays, you know, we're, brought, we're streamed in three different countries, United States, Germany, and United Kingdom, and also 10 different states in the U.S. So y'all keep streaming, y'all keep, you know, showing y'all support, y'all keep sharing, and it's been a real pleasure, man. Until next time, peace out. So. Uh, clear out the room, I'm coming through, they wanna see what I'm about Yeah, I got skills, do it for the thrill, I'm on a paper route Extra, extra, read about it, I'm today's trying to tap it 